0: Hi everyone, welcome to Face to Face, a UC Davis podcast featuring students, staff and faculty innovators. I'm your host, Chancellor Gary May. Stay tuned for my next guest. Joanna, welcome to Face to Face.
1: Thank you, Chancellor, for having me.
0: Thank you for being here with us. I'm excited to talk with you today about some of our global programs and partnerships and all the things you're doing in global affairs. Um, I want to just start with the mission of global affairs and ask, in global education for all, what does that mean for our students and for our faculty and for UC Davis overall?
1: So global affairs has grown and expanded, and uh, as a result, and also the world is changing. So our mission also has been uh, evolving. Uh, But we want to bring people together. We want to increase understanding. We want to build bridges uh, between different cultures, build partnerships. And uh, the Global Education for All is one of our initiatives to really do exactly that, increase the understanding, build the partnerships, make sure that all our students, 100 percent, I don't know if we can achieve 100 percent, but the dream is to have 100 percent undergraduate, graduate and professional students to have access to global learning opportunities.
0: So the word all is important, right? It it implies equity, right? It means everyone has the opportunity here. So how do we make these uh, programs accessible to all of our students?
1: Well, that's really at the core um, because we moved, um, expanded our notion of what the global education means to make sure that this is not only about the study abroad. Study abroad is critical, important. People love to travel and spend time, but not everybody can travel. Not everybody has resources, uh, family circumstances, cultural, our DACA students cannot go, and so forth. So how do we engage and meet students where they are and who they are? So that means, what about doing global learning here in Central Valley? What about doing global learning in Sacramento, and Dixon, Woodland, in Bay Area? Sacramento is one of the most diversified city and growing in diversity. Let's look at the opportunities for students through the internships, uh, through working uh, during the summer. Uh, But the same thing is with our research. Uh, Students can engage with research with the faculty and gain that international experience. So I think the accessibility in terms of diversity of what kind of things we're doing, and of course, funding. Funding is always an issue. Um, So we are very lucky. We just received a grant from one of our uh, donor to support the passport. Because one of the key issue is to help students to overcome that international barrier. And passport, visa, suitcases, those are the most important things. Later on, they can get financial aid and they can move. So we need to think in a very broad terms, how do we access? And for professional students, it will be something else. And for the graduate students, it's about the field work. So Thinking about how diversified student body is, and then Latinx students might need something else, and so forth. So, building up and really diversifying what we're offering and to whom we're offering and how.
0: Indeed, that's so important. I want to think about research for a second. As a research university, UC Davis is participating in solving some of our most pressing challenges in society, and we know those challenges are global. Right. So how do we collaborate with international partners to to solve these problems?
1: So we have numbers of partners. Um, Some partners are just more focused on one faculty or two faculty doing some uh, research. Some partners are much, much broader. We also participate in a consortia, and uh, the two consortia that really are extremely um, diverse for us, it's one is the Asia Pacific Rim University, the other is U21. That allows us to build partnerships with other university or participate in the consortia that, uh, that the undergraduate, for example, internships are being offered or courses are being offered or other opportunities. So part of it is maximizing uh, how we work with, with our partners to really make it available to our students. But it could be just only bilateral with one university and, uh, and the other, and then how our faculty can engage students in the work.
0: And the collaboration, uh, they're not always research collaborations. Some of our viewers might know the most popular course at UC Davis is our coffee course.
1: Absolutely.
0: And some of these international collaborations are important for for that. Can you talk about that for a bit?
1: Sure. So uh, a group of faculty uh, from engineering, uh, and we were actually very much involved and we supported them, uh, have just recently went to Indonesia. Uh, And we created a a consortium of uh, 11 other universities in, in Indonesia to really work with them So the initiative here emerged, but knowing how Indonesia is important and have some specific brewing and and roasting uh, techniques is actually very, very important for us here. So this is an opportunity. We're now talking with the ministries and and other opportunities to really have students engage in the research. And the idea is to get students to Indonesia and actually work in a field uh, with our colleagues in Indonesia. And that's just one example of how we can bring students in.
0: And it's a great example, a powerful example. Another thing, I'm, you know, I'm very proud, we're all very proud that UC Davis is ranked number one in diversity, inclusiveness, and internationalization. And um, how do we continue that momentum to maintain that ranking and even go beyond what we're doing now?
1: Well, that's a really important question. And this is something that we are thinking about it. Where do we want to be in five years? And we did a couple of things that I hope will, will help us. One is that using your To Boldly Go plan, we actually created a campus global plan. And now we're seeing where and we're mapping where we should be moving and how we should be moving in terms of the research, in terms of the education, uh, in terms of the uh, business and, and partnership with the industry and the communities and so forth. So part of the thing where we always think about internationalization is not one thing. It's comprehensive, what some refer to comprehensive uh, internationalization or persuasive uh, internationalization. So I think that comprehensive uh, approach, moving away from what it used to be internationalization, just students going abroad and international students coming to us. Sustainable development goals is one of those things that we did pick up as a very important because sustainable development goals are not only about what is happening down there, but it's what's happening here locally and how we as a UC Davis are engaging. So we did the voluntary university review. In fact, we were, I think, number two or three, third university in the country that we did. And now we're doing the same thing with Sacramento. We're working with the city council and uh, and the city of Sacramento to map Sacramento against the uh, sustainable 17 Sustainable Goals. So there are numbers of different way, innovative ways that we are using to keep it up and include everybody in it.
0: And being a leader, that's what that's how you become number one, and that's how you stay number one, right? Being oh, absolutely, a in all these absolutely,
1: and. we are leaders in all kinds of different ways because even in our fabulous global affairs office which i love and the fabulous staff that we have we created new positions travel security when pandemic happened we were ready a communication team diverse dei we just hired recently dei officer to think through to walk the talk, to think through what does it really mean, how we prepare students. So there are all kinds of different ways that that we can think about.
0: Yeah, And my office uses all these services, so thank you. (laughs) Um, We have a feature that we do in Face to Face. We call it Hot Seat. Uh, It's where I ask you some rapid-fire questions, and we're looking for one word or one sentence or just a very short answer. Okay. Are you game? Sure. All right, let's try. All right. Uh, Favorite place you've traveled for work or vacation?
1: Well... The most, the, the place that really stays in my memories is um, Sofia, which is the major mosque in Istanbul. And I was there at five o'clock in the morning and it was just beautiful. And it stays with me.
0: Wow. That's a great one. Huh? This is not on the list, but how many countries do you think you've visited?
1: I think I've done probably about 150, 150. Incredible. A lot. That a is lot.
0: incredible. Okay. <laughs> uh, most unique food you've tried in another country?
1: Oh, that one is probably in China, uh, trying all kind of different um, fish and animals and food and the combination. I think probably China was the most different.
0: There are some unique choices there. right? Exactly. (laughs) So if this was a parallel universe and you weren't working in academia, what would you be doing?
1: I think I will be working with people from other countries. I just love it. I love this kind of sense of intercultural connections.
0: Okay, favorite hobby?
1: Favorite hobby, when I have time, listening to jazz.
0: That's a great one. And in fact, that's a good segue because my last rapid-fire question is, who's on top of your playlist right now?
1: Oh, John Coltrane with all favorite sayings, Miles Davis, Cassandra Williams.
0: I did not know we had this much in common, Joanna. All
1: right. <laughs> we okay, so then our next trip, we're going to the jazz we got to go listen
0: to some <laughs> jazz together. Um, now it's your turn. You can ask me anything you like.
1: So I wonder if you would share a little bit from the history, and if you can share maybe one or two examples when uh, you became sort of globally aware.
0: Uh, well, my first international trip was to my cousin's wedding in Bermuda. So, oh, uh, I was All a teenager right. at the time, and that's the first time I was out of the U.S. I know the Caribbean is not that far out of the U.S., but uh, it, it kind of opened my eyes to different possibilities and different peoples and cultures. And I, I think later in life, uh, my f- first uh, professional uh, obligation or responsibility internationally, I was co-chairing a conference in South Korea. Oh. Uh, in my research area, in Integrated Circuits. And that really opened my eyes to the f- fact that I could collaborate with partners, other colleagues uh, at other universities across the, uh, the world and, and have, make some real uh, progress in my own research. And so I think those were the two thing, two experiences that mm-hmm. I can think of that would be uh, very impactful for me.
1: Well, thank you. I think this is what we're trying to do, build mm-hmm. these <laughs> partnerships. Can I have one more question? Sure. Um, so, we're talking so much these days about changes in the land-grant universities, and obviously the future might look different. And I'm always thinking, okay, so what role can global engagement play? How we can help and assist in those transformations and transitions?
0: Well, you know, the, the three-part mission of our university, any public university, any land-grant, is research, serv- research, teaching, and service, right? And the service aspect encompasses some of the things that we do to solve these global problems. So I think uh, as we continue to uh, show the value of our research and teaching expertise in a more global fashion, that's really in keeping with the mission of the land-grant university, and that's where Davis wants to be.
1: All right. We'll keep on pushing.
0: All right. Thanks to everyone for listening. Tune in next time on Face to Face. Go Ags!